0: hey everyone my name is caleb and i'm ben and you are listening to tribal talk a survivor podcast
1: Man, how'd you like that sweet, sweet Survivor episode?
0: Ah, oh, you know I always like a good Survivor episode on a Wednesday night. I think it just goes down real smooth. Let's let's get right into our topics to discuss. And the first one, we're gonna talk about who won the week. Okay. Now, I'm not gonna say that Boston Robert won this week. I'm not saying that but he is absolutely thriving so one of the things that we got to see adam do and and i'm not saying that adam did a poor job i'll say it for you in a
1: minute but that's okay
0: i'll i'll I'll, i don't well i don't want to say that but i am saying it i am saying it and go ahead and stop me when you uh, when you get the bit that i'm doing right now go ahead and stop me when you when you realize that i'm being adam from the tribal council, wherein Boston Rob started pressing him, and he's like, "I'm not saying that we should vote out Boston Rob, but but he does have his own idol somewhere on this island. But I'm not saying that that's a reason to vote him out. I'm not saying that, but it but it is. But he does have a statue. <laughs> but he does have one. <laughs> Just say it, Adam. Just so say annoying. it. Just say it." Just say it, Adam. It's okay. Get it off your chest. It's a lot easier that way. You don't have to beat around the bush if you don't want to. You can just say that Boston Rob is the biggest freaking threat in this game, but you won't because you're scared of him. You're so scared.
1: Do you think he's scared or do you think he wants meat shields?
0: No. Okay. All right. This is why I think Boston Robert won this week and exposed one of the weaknesses of this new style of survivor right where everyone's on their own in old survivor uh, old survivor um for those of you who haven't watched the first you know 20 seasons it was all about tribal lines and alliances right so you had your alliance and that was it you you the, the first day you would pick your alliance and then you would ride or die the whole time. If you switched on an alliance back in those days, it was like the climax of the season. And it was almost always a huge mistake. So going Maverick, going Rogue, almost never worked out for anybody. And, and, and so then you would want to win those immunity challenges so that your tribe or alliance had the most members by the time the merge happened. And right. the reason is because you want your tribe to be in the jury making the decision on the millions. Right. So that's old school survivor. You want you want to stack the jury in your favor by getting your friends in there. Now, with new survivor, you have to make friends while you're voting people out. You have to make friends with everybody. And so what Adam was trying to do, and he said it during the episode, he wanted to get Rob. He wanted to earn favor with Rob by letting him in on the poverty vote. He didn't yep. need Rob for a number. But he felt like he had to let Rob know because he didn't want Rob to be an enemy if Rob was going to make it to the merge.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. So
0: Adam absolutely blew it with, with this new style of Survivor. And that's why Rob is thriving because he's sticking with his alliance, right? He's not turning on Parvati. He's not playing their game. He's sticking to his game. And he's doing freaking awesome. I think Adam's in big trouble right now. I think... Everyone else felt betrayed when Adam went and told Boston Robert about the poverty vote.
1: That was so clear just by the votes. I mean, I'm sure you were able to figure out who voted for who, but clearly Adam's own alliance said, let's count him out. We're not going to tell him what we're actually doing. We still have the numbers. We're going to vote for who we want to, and we're going to let him go out on his own. And he looked so embarrassed, as he should have, (laughs) as he should have. He deserved every single bit of it. The fact that even Denise was willing to rebuke him this way shows oh, yeah.
0: how off-base he was, for real. And he and he woke up Michelle, right? Michelle actually said some, some words, got some screen time this week because she was upset that he would betray them and go tell Rob everything about their plan. So she actually started playing the game Michelle. Michelle started playing Survivor. It was amazing. It was great.
1: I do think it's funny that she was like, a lot of people didn't think that I deserved to win my season. And I'm actually one of the people I can see several compelling reasons why she deserved to win that season, but it took that insecurity. It took that insecurity to drive her to do what I would call a bare minimum amount of strategic thinking. Like what she did this episode was the minimum. Oh, someone in my Alliance just went and told the other team what we're doing. That seems bad to me. And everyone in their in their living rooms watching this episode was like, oh, she gets it. She gets the <laughs> game of Survivor. Survivor. She's a
0: smart cookie. We're all glad to have you, Michelle. We're glad to have you in the episode and making moves. Uh, the more players that can do that this season, the better it's going to be. So,
1: So you do think that Boston Rob won the week just because he was mm-hmm. on the bottom and was able to at least stir the pot enough to where he made it and his number one made it another week.
0: And look and I'll say this too. At least Adam is trying, right? His strategy is not working for him. But at least he is playing with all he's got. And he's given us good entertainment. So I'm not I'm not against Adam. I, I just think You know, there was a better way to play this, which was to get everyone on board with voting out Rob. I have no idea how we are this far into the freaking season and Rob hasn't received a single vote. Like, how is this happening? Is this real life, Caleb?
1: We can get into this more later, maybe, but I mean, or we can just discuss it now. My theory on that is I think that everyone knows, okay, there's a couple people that we cannot allow to get the final tribal. We can probably argue about who else is on that list I think at minimum it's Boston robin poverty and I think there may be other people on on that list or may not be, but they are definitely on it. So if you are trying to make sure that you are not the one voted out post merge having those two people there generally is going to work in your favor. Those are two names that everyone needs to work together to vote out. And every vote that it's someone else is one vote that it's not you. It increases your odds of getting to the end and therefore increases your odds of earning the $2 million. So I get the strategy. I'm just worried that if, and by worried, I mean from from their perspective worried, that if he gets to the merge with a decent alliance, and there are people on the other side that he could work (sighs) with. I mean he could work with other people on the other tribe. If he gets a strong enough alliance that are in a ride or die alliance, he could potentially get to the end. And if oh, he does, yes. if he does, he will win. It's not a yes. question for me.
0: Oh yeah. It's not like oh, yeah. Sandra, where I don't think very it. many
1: people respect her game. Yeah. Like a lot of people like Queen Sandra. She's a lot of fans. I'm a fan of Queen Sandra. Don't get me wrong. But in this season, I don't think players are gonna respect Sandra for sitting out of challenges and having the philosophy of anyone but me right? Shots they're fired. not going to respect it. They're just not going to. So yeah. are they going to respect boss Rob more if he manages to make it to the end?
0: Absolutely they are. So, hey, hey, yeah, I I agree. I think there's still a lot of game to be played though. Like For Sandra, sure. I feel like Sandra still feels like she doesn't need to start playing yet, which again is absolutely nuts. Here, here here's, here's the thing they're not thinking. So we've had several seasons of Survivor where they're like, you know, the survivors on the island are like, hey, you know, we don't we don't want to we don't want this person to make it to the end because they've got a lot of pull with a jury, you know, for this reason or that reason or the other. But they still somehow made it to the end. Right. They won a couple of timely challenges. They played an idol or two you know they made a move and they made it to the end and won. You know Sandra her second time was one of those players that people were like, "Oh, you know, easily, you know she's not going to win." They counted her out even at tribal council they counted her out and she won. She won. Hands down, she deserved the win and she got it. Boston Rob in a in a situation where he has some at least parity, let's say, that he can 100% rely on they they pull in a couple other people, which they both can do. They're very charming people. We've already seen them do it in this alliance right now. I mean, just think about this season, right? This episode that we just watched, they have uh, three people in their alliance, right? Parvati and Rob do. And they were able to avoid being targets somehow. Like, how do you not target Rob? Everyone's like, oh, let's take down Rob by voting out one of his allies. And it never even occurred to them to vote out Rob or Parvati. Like, like, how does that happen? How does that work? I'm it telling you, even occur I think it's them.
1: some, you know, strategic thinking that maybe you or I just don't agree with because my philosophy is it's always a good time to get out a good player. It always is. And yeah, you can try to play the game, but you're playing with fire. And if it gets away from you, it's away from you. There's nothing you can do at that point. I will say in defense of Sandra, her best defense right now about getting to the next challenge and the next vote and getting to the merge is not being in tribal council at all. So recognizing that you're the weakest physically on your tribe and saying, hey guys, don't sweat it. I'll step out. And here's the thing, everyone else on her tribe probably agrees and says, yeah, you should take a step out this time. No big deal. So Mm -hmm. in her defense, I do think in the challenge sense, it is the right move for her to set out as well. So who I think won the week was probably Yule. And I'm trying to think a little bit differently because the last – let's see, two out of the last three tribal councils have been with Boston Rob and Parvati and Jeremy's tribe. And I think that Yule actually won the episode because he's very clearly in the power seat in his alliance, and he has been from the start. So he's sitting there, he's tight with Sophie, he's tight with a couple other players. I think he's tight with Wendell. And the fact that Tyson went to him and said, hey, I think we should target Sandra in the event that we go to tribal council. And then he is basically in the power seat and chooses to go to Sandra to reveal that information. And what I think he's doing is he's trying to let whatever animosity there is between them happen right now. He wants to see how rational Sandra and how rational Mm. Tyson are, because as he said, he wants the most rational and therefore predictable players left in the game. So he's in a really, really great position. Another player that I think is doing very well And I'm always this guy that likes to pick two names for a single-person question. But the other guy who I think won the week was probably Jeremy. So you go back to week one, and he's tight with Natalie, and Natalie gets voted out. And Mm -hmm. he clearly took a huge step back strategically. I think last week's episode, I don't really remember him saying much of anything in tribal council. He, in this episode, basically went from – last episode working with everyone to being the one that finally got up from that stalemate after the challenge and said you know what i'm gonna get up because i know that ben driebergen is gonna follow me and then all Mm -hmm. this stuff is gonna start happening and then we can't forget he has the advantage that allows him to leave any tribal council that he wants which may come into play once Mm -hmm. you start getting to the seven member six member tribes pre-merge he could just say you know what I'm not going to miss the merge. I'm just going to remove myself and you guys deal with this.
0: And he's not in a big alliance, so it wouldn't hurt his strategy much at all. He's, he's just playing for the merge at this point.
1: Right. And he also has, in that alliance, right, he's in an alliance now of five on a seven-member tribe. Now, how tight that alliance of five is is debatable because clearly Adam isn't going to be happy with him. And Denise, I think, is tighter than Adam still than she is with Jeremy. But he's in good with Michelle, and he's in good with everyone else. So he's in a very, very good position unless there's a tribe switch or something else that we haven't seen yet. But going forward, I think he's one to watch.
0: I think uh, sometimes you see that in Survivor. You see someone who comes out hot and heavy, right, and they get into... A good tight alliance and then they lose let's say you know the power couple dynamic right so you lose your partner early on and you're in big trouble right but then by losing your partner or your alliance member everyone sees you as neutralized they don't see you as a threat anymore and you can make it a pretty far way in survivor if nobody thinks that you're a threat and right now i think that's that's what jeremy's doing and right now he's not making huge moves right but he's, he's just trying to make it to the merge, and then he's gonna start playing his game. I think he wants to see who else that he can work with. He is in an alliance right now, an alliance of five, but he is definitely the least, I think he's the least valued member of that alliance in my opinion, and he has a lot of work to do to to establish himself in the game post-merge.
1: Yeah, and one thing I did really like about this episode in addition to all of that is I felt like it handed me a metaphor for Jeremy's game, which is that he was the one that climbed the ladder in that tribe as the fireman, and he went from, I think, a position of relatively low power in this Mm -hmm. episode to a position where he was the one calling the shots. I don't know who it was that finally decided to vote Ethan out, but obviously he was in on that decision and okayed it on some level and also okayed them not cluing adam in on that decision he was absolutely instrumental in that i think this ties right into the next question which is do rob and parvati have a chance of making it past another tribal council and if they do what's that path forward
0: yeah i think we talked about this in episode one's review we talked about boston robert and parvati or poverty right if, if you're any one of these dumbos on this season <laughs> that literally still, after how many seasons, after how many seasons, and you can't say parvity.
1: Remember how we were like, we're going to be nice this season. We're going to be nice. And now we're like, these big old dumbos. <laughs> stupid Adam. What were you thinking?
0: <laughs> but yeah. It uh, didn't last poverty, very long. Poverty. Pa- poverty. Yeah. Wh- however you say it. Sure. We talked about this, and I made the point that that either one of them, when when they turn on each other, it's going to be fireworks, and I, I did mention that that would happen sooner than later. I did not expect that Robert and Parvati would play such an awesome game together, that they would be this tight. Where they're not, they're not, that's what they're, they're not playing the new school game. They're sticking to the old school and right now it's kicking butt. And they're the strongest alliance in this entire game right now. And if if it's those two sitting at final tribal, I mean, I would not be incredibly surprised. I would be very disappointed. Very disappointed in everyone who had a chance to vote him out. But I would not be that surprised if they stay strong together. And and, and you have both Boston, Robert, and Parvati sitting in that final tribal. Who are you going to vote for? Not one of them has the advantage over the other, right? So they probably see that. They probably see that as maybe they're thinking that for the final. Maybe they're thinking, I have a good shot against this person. There's nothing that, there's no negative that, I have that they don't also have. They're both manipulative, they're both charming, they both play similar games, stabbing people in the back and very smart with idols. Uh, they both have previous wins and and came about them similar ways, really deserving them. They're both legends in this game. So, not one of them would have the advantage over the other. It would come down to what game they played this season. And I don't think that they're going to separate now until one of them feels like that's no longer true. Until Parvati realizes that Boston Robert has been making most of the calls, right? When she finds, when she figures that out, she's going to want to stab him in the back. She's not going to want to sit next to him. But until then, they're formidable, man.
1: I do have to take some disagreement with what you said in that they're even right now. I think that if you were to end the season today and say, who made bigger waves, who made more moves between Boston Rob and Parvati, I think the answer has to be Boston Rob today because he's the one that heard it was Parvati chose to tell Parvati that it was her. And then he went right up to Jeremy and Michelle and said, you know, and basically when they tried to lie to him and Michelle hilariously tried to say, oh, we were just talking about whether it's gonna be Adam or Denise this week. And Rob's like, don't lie to me, I know what's going on, I know that it's poverty. don't lie to me. And then they tried to double down again, and he just kept calling him out. It's like, guys, I know it's poverty. I know it's poverty. but let's vote for Adam instead. And really, really went for it. He was not successful, but he was putting his name on the line for poverty in that moment. I don't think that I've seen poverty yet this season, put her neck on the line like that for Rob. And if they were both to make it to the end today, I think that Boss
0: and Rob's actions carry more weight. Right. I agree. I agree with that. I think I don't know that Parvati would, and maybe she's not even thinking about it at this point. Um, And it also could be a function of the edit. We're not sure what moves Parvati has has made, what conversations she's had with other people, but knowing her reputation, she's not just sunbathing on the beach. And that's honestly all we've seen from her so far, but I, I I cannot believe that that's all that she's been doing during this time. I mean, in my opinion, Parvati is every bit the manipulator that Rob is. It's just, you know, so far of the moves that have actually come to fruition, Rob's are definitely the most compelling and the most entertaining and seem to be the most masterful. And like you said, he's put his name on the line several times, including this episode, when he decided to go to Parvati and let her know that she was the target, and right. just further solidified that alliance. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I agree with your point. But at this point, I don't know that either of them feels particularly threatened by the other, and they both probably uh, clearly feel that they are they have a good shot at winning this game against each other.
1: So here's what I hope to see them do going forward. And I will admit this is on a little bit of a wing and a prayer because I don't think it's that likely, but here is my dream scenario. My dream scenario is that Adam is so upset that he was purposefully left out of the vote and rebuked because he went with his nature, which is to try to be this highly strategic player and make a lot of big moves. My hope is that next episode, if they go to tribal council, we get the Pard Alliance. Can you guess what "pard" stands for, Ben?
0: Let's say, uh, let's see, poverty. Indeed, Robert. Uh huh.
1: Well, so it's P A. So what would the A be? <laughs> okay, poverty.
0: Adam, right. Rob, Rob, and Denise. Denise. That's okay. what I'm hoping. So here's uh, here's my reasoning. Here, okay.
1: Adam finds himself falling back in what he is naturally predisposed to be. So he in Millennials versus Gen X basically said that his path to victory was keeping around three targets for the three final vote-offs before he got to the final three and made it the final tribal. Mm -hmm. I think that's why he's trying to keep Rob and Poverty around, and I don't think he wants to get rid of them quite yet. The question will be whether or not he can convince Denise to vote with him because I think that since he's such a new school-minded player and denise does look to him for strategic input the new school mindset says whoever made the most recent big move is the biggest target. I disagree with that. I think it's going to be boss and Rob until he's out, but the most recent big move was made by Ben, Jeremy, and Michelle. So you should probably pick off one of those three. So if we do get the part Alliance then that would be four out of a seven member tribe and you could choose which one of them you wanted to send home. I don't think that's likely. I think if they go to tribal, I think the likely thing, barring some boss and and poverty
0: magic is that one of them will be going home hmm interesting interesting hashtag part alliance (laughs) i don't know that rob is going to want to work with adam i think he has basically burned his bridge with adam when he went to poverty and after he shook hands with adam and made him i mean i knew exactly what he was doing when he was talking to adam he was like we're good we're good You know, I I knew they weren't good and that they were that he was going to turn around and go right to parvity with that. And if Adam didn't know that by the end of that conversation, then he can't read body language and he can't he can't play this game. So Rob does that. Right. I don't I don't think uh, he had any concern with working with Adam in the future. I think he felt like Adam was going to be exposed as a rat when he did that, which he was. I don't think he has any interest in, in, in throwing himself in with Adam. Um, because right now Adam is deflecting a lot of the attention. In fact, if you looked at the sneak peek into the next episode, we saw an angry Michelle talking about how Adam was a turncoat. And, and right now I don't think Rob wants that in his camp right now. I don't think he wants, he wants that kind of attention to be attached to him. Um, And so he's willing to let Adam kind of drift off on his own, make his own bed and lie in it. And um, he doesn't he doesn't need to pair up with Adam. I think if you paired up with Adam and Denise, it would once again draw the line. That, you know, he is powerful and he's in a powerful alliance and you still got to like take him out. Right. And and that might take some of the attention off of Adam and put it on Rob because now Rob is pairing up with Adam because we hate Adam. Right. I think Rob sees that. I, I, I think it would be interesting to have that alliance. But I think it's pretty far-fetched at this point. I
1: agree. It's far-fetched. It's my dream scenario, okay? It's totally my dream you scenario. You can have it.
0: You can Until have it. Until next week before it's crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more likely that we see a Jeremy or or even a Michelle get picked off next episode. Um, I don't really see Adam going home.
1: Well, how often does a sneak peek end
0: Actually show you what's gonna happen, right? And when I saw that, I was like,
1: darn it, Adam's gonna be safe
0: another week. It's kind of like that first vote that uh that (laughs) that Probst always reads. It's like he reads that vote, and I'm like, Well, they're not going home. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And and in fact, they were reading off the votes. I'm one of those guys that says annoying things when I'm watching when I'm watching the show with people. So Um, so I, you know, he's reading off the votes and my wife said, oh, it's going to be this person. I said, nope. And then he read the next name and I was like, nope, not them either. (laughs) (laughs) And then right after that vote, he read, he read the name that was. So you're
1: telling me if you're Parvati and he pulls that first vote out and he's like, Parvati, are you like, yes, safe again.
0: Yep. And collect that vote as a memoir. Man, that's so funny. Absolutely. Well, prove me wrong. (laughs) Prove me wrong. Next week, let's pay attention to it. See if I get it right. For sure. You're
1: probably right. I think you just ruined Survivor for me. That suspense is no longer there.
0: And I, I I think the producers do it because they want to have the most votes read. And so, you know, if you just read the person who's going home six times, they want everyone to, they want to draw those lines, right? They want to get those, those random votes out so that people know that they're outliers and it does make the game more interesting. But when they're reading votes, it's easy to tell who, who's going out. You know, it's the last name to be read almost every single time. So let's take a trip. Caleb, hop in my boat with me. Where are we going, Uh, Ben? We're gonna we're gonna travel on over to the edge of extinction and check. Oh, in my on favorite place! With, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna check in where survivor is
1: for real. Still, yeah, you have hey, to go fishing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get excited about fishing. Shout out to there.
1: episode two of Tribal Talk, <laughs> where we whine for ten minutes about hunger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we whine about how hungry they're not. So yeah, so Natalie, remember Natalie? Yep. yep. Um, she did a thing again on the Edge of Extinction, she- um, Kicked butt? Okay, I I said it in episode one, Natalie is great at Survivor. Natalie's great at Survivor. Yeah, she
1: is. I'm sad to say it because I put her in my lower tier last week like an idiot. Now she's out here showing me up. Give her some love. uh, Yeah, she's doing great. It's a shame she got voted out so early.
0: I know, right? She's really good. It's it's a good thing we have the Edge of Extinction so we get to see her dominate those those other players that are just like not yes, even close. but to now she might
1: finally have some actual competition do you think ethan can maybe compete with her because clearly amber and danny
0: are just gonna let her do whatever she wants <sighs> here's the here's here's uh i'm gonna drop some hot takes you ready Yep, I'm ready. I don't think I don't think ethan has it in him anymore oh, I think yeah. I think uh I think Ethan's about out of gas at this point I I didn't ever feel like he was playing a super strategic game I I was impressed with how social he was being but that's a carryover from his first season he was very social there too that was a strength everyone loved him so much that's why he was br- brought to final tribal was because he was so loved and then he was given the million dollars because everyone just loved him and people People love him now too, but people love you know what people love more than people in Survivor, two <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> so there ain't gonna be that person that's like Ethan jump jump in my backpack and let me carry you uh, across Extinction Island to where you can get a token, and it definitely ain't gonna be Natalie. So I. I really think Natalie is the biggest and best competition. And at this point, does she have three tokens? She does. She does so she because has... Officer
1: Sarah successfully got her advantage, which I Sarah. believe means Sarah. that the fire token went to Natalie. I don't think we saw that, but I do believe that's what happened.
0: Yep. Thanks, Officer Sarah, um, for that for that fire token. So, yeah, Natalie Natalie. now, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think she has an advantage in the um, in the challenge and the next challenge on the Edge of Extinction.
1: She might have enough to pay for multiple advantages. I mean, think about this. First off, I agree with everything you've said so far. I think Natalie has shown very clearly that she is the one that is best equipped for Edge of Extinction. The fact that she not only solved the riddle, had the wherewithal to be patient and wait until later to go get it by herself, but then destroyed the evidence. And I bet you she relocked that box. I bet you she put the sword back in and scrambled the numbers again (laughs) so that way they would have no idea that it was opened. And how would they know that she actually got to it? Because they didn't go back with her up the mountain. They have no idea that she has it. And I would love it if they showed us that that happened. Maybe it didn't. Maybe once you open it, it gets taken away. Who knows? But she does have three tokens. She's going to have probably enough to buy an advantage in whatever return challenge there is at the merge. And think about this. If she isn't fortunate enough to win her way back in at the merge, then she still will have enough fire tokens, most likely, to pay for another advantage at the second mm. return challenge in the final episode. So we could see a scenario here where it's possible that Natalie lives on the edge, Ream style, until the final <laughs> episode of the season and comes back in, and we've seen players win that way before. Yeah. Because I think something that we can't underestimate with Edge of Extinction the first time is that Chris spent weeks on the Edge of Extinction with the other jury members. Mm-hmm. So he was out there building relationships, mm-hmm. earning good favor and they had a a lot of empathy for him because they were like, hey, one of us made it back in. One of yeah. us should win this game. So is it likely that she'll win? I can't say for sure, but is there a path? There's absolutely a path because she's just she's killing it.
0: There's no other word for it. If she keeps this up, she's winning hands down. She'll she'll beat Boston Rob in a final easily, um, just with you know that story of triumph earned on the edge of extinction right. versus the story of manipulation, which would get Boston Rob to the final. Yeah, I fully agree. I think Natalie's kicking butt, and I hope she keeps on doing it. I'm rooting for her all the way. I will add one more
1: thing. I am rooting for Ethan, number one, because I like Ethan. But more importantly, I like the people that Ethan is tight with. And the best path forward for Rob and Poverty is if Ethan manages to find the next advantage and sells it to one of them. If they can get an idol or something that steals a vote or something like that, that could swing everything in their favor and actually make it to where they can live another day. That's their best path forward. Problem is, I don't think Ethan's going to be able to do it.
0: I don't know. I, I I guess we should give him an episode on the edge of extinction before we make a determination. But at this point, especially seeing what's ahead in the next episode, seeing just everyone so starving and tired. Like I looked at Ethan's face as he's just like leaning against a rock and he looks like he's just given up, man. I mean, he. He's going to have to pull something deep, right? And he's not only that, he's also going to have to awaken that sixth sense that seems to get survivors through, you know, on, on, on strategy. They, they tend to realize, get that kind of spidey sense when they're being targeted, which he didn't have. He didn't know for some reason that he should be playing harder and he was voted out because of Rob, not even because he was a threat himself. He was voted out because he was close to Rob. So that just tells me he's not, he's not playing a super strategic game uh, that's threatening anyone or earning anyone's real respect. So I think, uh, I think he's going to have to change the way that he's been playing and somehow he's going to have to, like Probst always says, dig deep, you know, and, and come out with, um, guns blazing and make some moves.
1: So speaking of guns blazing, I know we already spoke about Adam a little bit, but I do think we need to ask this going forward. We've seen that he's going to be in a bit of a hot seat next episode because of that sneak peek. We both agree. He's most likely not going home, but I do think it's worth discussing. Is Adam going to feel that rebuke and actually change his ways and be more of a follower? Or is he going to double down on those big moves and try to go for maybe someone in his own alliance or try to control the vote again?
0: I don't think that he can um, continue to play both sides. He's been completely sold out by Rob at this point. If he goes back to Rob with anything except a, I hate you, like he <laughs> he, then he's way more of an idiot than I gave him credit for. I think he has to ride or die with his original alliance, and he has to earn their trust. I don't know whether he... He will do that or not, but I can say he does have a lot of good common sense that he tends to use. Like, you know, when he was, I wish, I wish he had, I wish he had talked to himself the way he talked to Denise when Denise suggested giving half of her idol to Parvati. It's like, Parvati is your mortal en- enemy. Why would you give her something? Well, Adam, Rob is your mortal enemy by 100%. extension. Why would you give him information? Right. I mean, that was just not a great move. I can't talk about it enough, but clearly I can, because I don't want to talk about it anymore. But Adam Adam needs to change his game. He needs to ride or die with his original alliance. He needs to stay the heck away from Rob and Parvati. I would, I would be impressed if he never spoke to them again for the rest of the season.
1: <laughs> I think his saving grace is going to be that I think he earned a lot of goodwill with Denise by not allowing her to give that other half of the idol to Parvati, and then apparently giving the yeah. half back to her without any type of promise of what was going to be done with it or with no and with no agreed-upon use. Uh, you know, that was just kind of slipped in this episode, and I thought that was very, very significant, because Adam definitely didn't do that for nothing. It was a great move. That's probably the best thing he has going for him, because I think if Rob and Parvati are ride-or-die alliance number one, I think Adam and Denise... number two I think that they're gonna be tight for a long time Denise clearly likes to have strong alliances Adam I think would love to be like you said the Malcolm to her Denise and Survivor Philippines I think he'd be ready to roll I think though that when people are scared and they're worried that they're on the outs they tend to revert to who they are at their core and Adam at his core is a strategizer and a big move maker And I think that if he fears that he's going to be on the chopping block, so I think if they go to tribal again, I would not be surprised. I think it would be stupid, but I would not be surprised if he tried to make some big move to get someone out and try to control the entire vote. I almost named this entire segment, Adam, smart or stupid, but it would have been a really (laughs) short segment because we both would have been like "Hmm, this week. Kind of stupid. Kind and then we stupid. would have been like, I guess we'll catch you next week, everyone, and just moved on.
0: This last week, it was so smart. It was so smart. Yeah,
1: he did good. Not
0: Yeah. So uh, we're about out of time, but I do want to throw in a little uh, question. Will Sandra oust Tyson at the first opportunity? Let's, let's talk about these two survivors that we haven't talked about yet.
1: I think that if Sandra wants to get Tyson out and can make a compelling case for it. I think Yule will roll with that. And like I talked about earlier, I think Yule is in the hot seat. I think he's in the controlling seat. I think what he wants is what probably will happen. Think about the people that have expressed interest in working with Yule. Sophie seems to be his number one person. Wendell seems to work with him. Kim wants to work with Sophie. And by extension, Yule. Sandra wants to work with Yule. Everyone on this tribe wants to work with Yule. And then, Everyone else that I haven't mentioned is pretty much not really mentioned in the episode. so I have to assume that so far they haven't been very consequential.
0: cough, cough, Nick, cough, cough. Hey, Caleb. here's the problem, right? Because I just set this question up by saying that we haven't been talking about Sandra and Tyson. And so I asked you a question about Sandra and Tyson. And for the last five minutes, you've been talking about Yule. So can we can we talk about Sandra and Tyson? for a second.
1: (laughs) Look, I think I'm still (laughs) answering the question because I think that Sandra is going to have more influence on Yule than Tyson. Okay. I think that Yule views Tyson as a bigger threat and therefore Sandra's going to win that battle because as we know, in Survivor, it's not a 1v1. Uh It's never a one versus one equation. It's a one versus one and whatever people they can pull to their respective sides. I think Sandra's going to be able to pull more people to her side.
0: Sure. And I, I you gotta let me impressed. paint the
1: whole picture <laughs> before I fill in the middle, okay? It's like a puzzle. I work from the outside in.
0: Okay. Okay. All right.
1: The, okay. Ty- the Tyson and Yule discussion that's all the outside. Sandra's right there at the middle, like she deserves to be. <laughs> okay
0: okay she is the queen okay i don't i yes no i i agree (laughs) i think uh i think sandra is gonna outlast tyson unless it's a situation where neither of them are doing anything to influence anybody in which case i think sandra is the biggest target just by virtue of being the queen and having two previous wins people are going to be more more keen to take her out i think tyson is not playing much of a game at all at this point and he's just going along to get along to see how far he can make it in Survivor, right? He's not playing for the for the, for the for the win. I think he's just playing to get by at this point, um, considering how poorly he started this season. I think Sandra, you know, something about that scene with the shark just made me think that she's kind of also just kind of trying to set the record straight on this last one. You know, she talked about how, you know, people kind of perceived her as someone who was unworthy to win two survivors. And she's just trying to set the record straight by catching a shark. And I'm like, hold on. So you're basically spending your time and energy on on the survival aspect of Survivor and not on the social. It just makes me think that she's just out there to have fun, you know, and she's not thinking about that $2 million, which you know if she doesn't need the money like more power to her like i don't i don't really have a problem with that it's just kind of surprising to see the queen talk about survivor in such a you know i'm gonna go out the right way you know kind of kind of attitude i don't know that's kind of my thought on it i think i think um the question's almost irrelevant To me, I think that one of them is going to be ousted by another player. Hmm. It's not going to be Sandra versus Tyson. I think it's going to be other people just saying they've had enough of Tyson or, you know, saying, hey, we don't really have a solid target right now. Let's get out Sandra.
1: Yeah. The reason why I wanted to talk about it is because there's not a whole lot of material to even discuss with that tribe because they keep winning. And in these short episodes with the Edge of Extinction taking up that valuable episode time, there's basically zero time left for the editors to explain what's going on in the winning tribe so that's one of the few things that they chose to show us and I hope that was for a reason I hope this this small feud right now that's kind of fuming under the surface I hope that this builds into something that's actually consequential and this wasn't just fodder for us but I guess time will tell
0: well that's all the time we have for today thank you so much for listening we appreciate your support feel free to review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your, your podcasts and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.